a friend of mine, a mutual friend of us actually, another comic, went to see your show in Edinburgh and he messaged me after going, I think Tom's had enough of this shit. Yeah. And I don't know what shit he was talking about exactly, but I was curious. I, I threw out every rule in the book is what, what I've done. I've just, I got tired of listening to people t going, well, you can't punch up and you can't punch down and, you know, that's a hack premise or that's a dick joke or whatever. You're living in a, in a, in a world where there's now rules of comedy, which comedy was there to break all those rules. Do you know what I mean? And, and we've just gotten so far to, to what you can say and what you can't say. We've been dying out on caviar every fucking day lately. I want a McDonald's burger. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm getting tired of the snails, man. It's yeah. just a fucking comedy show. You know what I mean? Like, fucking, if you don't like them, don't go and fucking see them. How about that, man? But you're right. Now, fucking, you don't like a comedy show. Oh, my God. Here comes a Facebook post. Here comes a block. I got to block you now. I got to do all of that sort Trip of stuff. TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor. Four-star comedian. Three-and-a-half-star comedian. <laughs> I've just gone to the point Well, you know what? I'm going to take everything everybody's scared of saying, and I'm going to chuck it right in their face. Hey Francis, do you like entrepreneurs? Not really. What do you mean? What do you think we do at Trigonometry? Annoy people on the internet, cause meltdowns on Twitter, and destroy people with logic and facts. Right, stop stealing my catchphrases. It's facts and logic. I'm just saying, being an entrepreneur is against my culture. Why would I work hard when I could just lie on the beach in a sombrero shouting, ay, ay, ay? Well, for those of you who aren't Venezuelan, you need to check out Rob Moore, the disruptive entrepreneur. Rob Moore has been an entrepreneur for 16 years. He's built seven companies, written 18 business and investing books, and now he helps creators, startups, scale-ups, and anyone wanting to build assets, income, and freedom through information, education, and inspiration. Rob has reached millions of people to be disruptive entrepreneurs, and turn their passion into their profession. As well as instant access to Rob's number one ranked Disruptors podcast with the world's most disruptive guests and billionaires, he's also giving away a digital financial toolkit to help you save half your salary and costs in a year. Plus, keynote talks on building digital assets and multiple income streams digitally. Go now to bit.ly slash Rob Toolkit but be quick, because this isn't usually free. It's all at bit.ly slash robtoolkit, and you will then be directed to the Disruptors podcast. Plus, all this great info will help you destroy people with logic and facts. Ay, ay, ay. I give up. Hello, and welcome to Trigonometry. I'm Francis Foster. I'm Constantine Kisson. And this is a show for you if you want honest conversations, with fascinating people. Our brilliant guest today is one of our favorite comedians here in the UK, Tom Stade. Welcome to Trigonometry. Thank you, Constantine. Thank you, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. I feel like I'm at a job interview. <laughs> <laughs> what, what qualifies you to be here? No, um, no, man, it's really great to have you on. Uh, we obviously know exactly who you are, but there'll be a lot of people in our audience who also know who you are and a lot who don't. So who are you? What's been your journey through life? How are you here, Tom? Okay, well... 
we'll start. I'll try and sum it up pretty quick, man. I was uh, I was a comedian in Canada. Uh, started out in 1989 in a little place called Punchlines Gas Town, which wasn't there. Um, from there, I uh, I worked my way up doing TV shows and all that sort of stuff in in Canada, whatever. Um, whatever TV shows were there, whatever kind of show business was there. <laughs> and um, I think in the late 90s, after we went to L.A. and did a whole bunch of stuff there, I was invited to come to the U.K. with a friend. And um, I did a couple of, of guest spots in the U.K., and believe me, the UK was not on my radar at that time. And uh, and then I came home. Uh, and I remember when was nine eleven? Whenever nine eleven was, because <laughs> I came home and uh, I got um, after doing the Jonglers. I don't know. It used to be a big yeah. uh, chain mm-hmm. thing, but I mean, what a great chain it was! <laughs> like it was awesome. And then, uh, yeah, and then I came back to Canada and I got this um, email with just boom, 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 lots of work. And and the lucky part was, is my uh, uh, lovely lady, Trudy, uh, turns out she was a British citizen, which I did not know at the time, just so everybody can <laughs> For understand. The record. Yeah. I did not marry into this country, but she uh, she goes, uh, Tom, you know my parents are English, and I was like, oh God, I thought they were Newfie. And uh, <laughs> and and so she said, well, why don't we go over for a year? Let's just go over for a year and. See what happens. And then next thing you know, we got over here. Uh, all of a sudden, the TV shows came. The Comedy Store, I think, was the very first one. And so we did about four or five of those. And uh, then we did, oh, God, I can't remember, but uh, the guy that represented uh, Bruce Forsyth, like Ian somebody, he had a bunch of shows. And then, and then we did uh, Live at the Apollo, um, probably most for your viewers. Yeah. Uh, we did a joke. No, not live at the Apollo. Um, Michael McIntyre's Roadshow. Right. Yeah. And we did the very first one of those. And I did a joke called the Meat Van mm-hmm. on there. And that just went ballistic. Like, I've never seen... It was like writing a hit song... And then we did, and then you did the Apollo, uh, and that went really well. And then we did the Apollo, and then and then a couple little things after that, and um, yeah, and then and then pretty much I'm now just here as a fixture because uh, I've decided to make this place my home. Mm. <laughs> How's that? Yeah, How's no, that that's awesome. And, nice. and you're 15 specials deep. Now, there's stuff we want to ask you about, which we'll get into later. But uh, actually, before we started, you were talking about Live at the Apollo and you were saying doing Live at the Apollo in those days just changed your life, right? Yeah. That's how significant it was. Yeah. Um, when, when before, because I don't think all of this stuff was happening when we did, and I, I, I always, I always think like I'm always that last guy through the Stargate <laughs> before it closes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And 
So I, I hopped through the Stargate and, and like that was a time where you could uh, uh, probably, it would be the equivalent of going viral mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because the Apollo was the only show that was out there and and Michael McIntyre was just on his, on his ride up. And now um, the Apollo is, is pretty much... You know, I, I I don't know this for sure, okay? Everything that I say is only an opinion, but the Apollo now is more of a way, it's more of a, a thing on your resume mm-hmm. than it is a, a pinnacle. Yes. Do you know, like, yeah. so, and and the, um, and, and, and I think it's um, one of these closed clubs, you know, I, I remember... Uh, there's a guy named Anthony um, who's the producer there, and I, I saw him at the loft bar one time, and it was it was very funny to ask him to go, so when am I getting on the Apollo again? And he said, well, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> we, got a, we got a lot of box ticking exercises going on there, yeah. and I was, I was really shocked to hear that. Do you know what I mean? Because, I, you know, I'm all for diversity, but diversity also has to have that talent to it you know mm-hmm. what i mean mm-hmm. and i think um and this is there's no criticism to anyone but again if we're talking about old days till now yeah mm. do you know i feel that you know you're you're they always said it took 10 years to become a comedian mm-hmm. but thanks to the internet and and all of that sort of stuff that time scale is now gone down to like i i see people on the apollo that have been there's a kid that I know that I'm not going to mention. It's only been doing it three years, and he's going to be on the next episode, which is fantastic. You know what I mean? I've got no malice or anything like that, but I'm like, wow. It just shows you how the times have changed, mm. how the how the industry has changed. I mean, uh, you you hear of people going on shows because they have more followers mm. than the TV show would have viewers. I don't know if that's true, but it rings true to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, it, yeah, to, to, to say to be on the Apollo now isn't the same. I think, I think a Netflix special is probably would be the equivalent of what the Apollo used to be, you know, because... Also, you're, you're living in a world where you can go global just like that. Do you know what I mean? And that is unheard of, man, for me. That is like one of those things that all of a sudden, you know, like you got Danny Sloss, who's, uh, who is just this kid. All of a sudden, one Netflix special, he's selling out in Texas, for crying out loud. <laughs> so how great is that? You know what yeah. I mean? So there's opportunity to be had there. And... <clears throat> um, you know, you got to kind of roll with these changes. You can't, um, you know, you, you can't criticize. You can you can try and understand them, but you can't criticize them because they're actually happening. And if you can't move with those times, then you you know you're like a you're like a jongler's comedian who's now not a comedian yeah. <laughs> because he he could only do the jongler's model. The the I, I, it's interesting what you're talking about because to me, I'm going to criticise it because um, comedians hate me and I hate them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
for me, like that kid, three, look, you can't blame the kid for taking the opportunity. No, Let, let's get that straight. If any of one of us had been offered that, we would have gone for it. Yep. Best of luck to whoever that kid is. But you're not telling me at th after three years of gigging, he has got the chops to play that room. Well, there's the double-edged sword, Francis. Mm. I mean, okay, we're living in a world where two-minute bit is worth more than an hour. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So, so this the, anybody can stumble on a two-minute awesome bit. Mm -hmm. Anyone can stumble on a two-minute awesome bit. Anyone can put that on the internet. And all of a sudden, now, you, once you have that target on your back, there's where the, the other side of what you're saying is, mm -hmm. is that, oh, this kid is really good. Now, will he be able to, that two minutes now has to become an hour. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I understand what you're saying completely. I mean, is this kid, is this kid, whoever he is, a natural or did he luck out? And because once you get that exposure, you know, it, it could be the death of you too, man. Yeah. You know, that's, I, 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 I totally see exactly what you're saying and I agree with it. But th that, again, that's the world that we're in right now to, to be able to at least have that opportunity to fail or die in such a short amount of time. Yeah. And it, it just seems to me, and, and again, this is just my perspective, to me, like the people who pick that kid aren't respecting the art form. Because I would say it takes... He's angry, mate. I don't know why. I've, tried, no, I've told him to go to therapy. I've done everything for him. It doesn't work. He's going to mention class in a second. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what you're saying. <laughs> but look, to me, it's they're not respecting the art form because to me, it takes at least 10 years to become to become who most picked people. the kid though this is the thing like the the kid was chosen because we're now in the internet world it wasn't the kid the kids just putting out a tiktok video yeah. the kids just putting out an instagram video the kids just taping his show on his iphone at the monkey barrel he the yeah. he's 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 doing a bit in his car about eyebrows do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like and like, so it's the, the 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 people that are picking them. If you're talking about like industry mm. and that sort of stuff, well, you know, the industry isn't picking TikTok people. The industry is a very tight, uh, closed business, man. You're either these guys is friend. If you're not friends with Dar O'Brien or one of these guys, you're not going anywhere, man. Do you know what I mean? If you're not friends with Jimmy Carr, you're not going anywhere. You're like, that's how tight this business is. So again, I want to use the double-edged sword. He, this kid, whoever's got the two minutes, yeah. at least bypasses that. Oh, right. That, yeah. that circle yeah, you didn't to have be able that option to try before, and get did you? in. No, you didn't you have didn't. that option. So I agree with you. There's a tremendous amount of opportunity right now as well. Yeah. I don't think Live at the Apollo is the opportunity, by the way, because I, I know people have done it uh, who, again, they were less experienced than perhaps they would have wanted to be. And they got, I don't know, a thousand Twitter followers off the back of it. It's it's not it's not life changing anymore. That's why I try not not to talk about it really, because I don't think it's worth the discussion. Mm, no. What I do find interesting though, Tom, is uh, a friend of mine, a mutual friend of ours actually, another comic, went to see your show in Edinburgh, which is just finished. Right. And he messaged me after going, I think Tom's had enough of this shit. 
Yeah. And I don't know what shit he was talking about exactly, but I was curious. Mm. Yeah, I've uh, I I uh, I I threw out every rule in the book is what what I've done. I've just I got tired of listening to people t- going, "Well, you can't punch up and you can't punch down," and you know that's a hack premise or that's a dick joke or whatever. And I was like, you know what? You know, if there, you're you're now deciding what the masses want. Mm. You know what I mean? You you're saying that we can't talk about this or this subject is off topic or whatever, or you're gonna get canceled. There's so much just fear about about what kind of material you're gonna do. You know what I mean? And and I've just gone to the point, well, you know what? I'm gonna take everything everybody's scared of saying and I'm gonna chuck it right in their face. And so um I just I just decided, you know, give me a dick joke. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell it like Mike Wilmot. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. You want you want an airplane joke? Here comes an airplane joke. You want me to talk like Dave Chappelle and tell you like it is i'll tell you like it is do you know what i mean and yeah. i just i just felt that you know instead of trying to fit this mold you should, I, I just decided you know what i'm gonna be an all-around comedian and not really listen to my peers anymore because i don't think they know what they're saying i think they've uh they they they've gotten to a point where they're not themselves anymore they're just trying to appease an audience mm-hmm. do you know what i mean not even an audience more their own peers you know to because they're so afraid to look stupid or whatever you know what i mean so to to me i've just i, I i've uh, i've gotten to the point where i will just do any type of material out there to the best of my ability and i love my strap-on joke man. i've got a fucking killer strap-on joke and i've also got a uh, i've also got a killer transgender you know what i mean and 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 that's where i'm at right now i'm just i'm i'm just decided you know no more peers if I Tom, sorry to oh. interrupt. I'm just curious. You talk about fear. You talk about having a mold, and these are all things, points that I I would have pointed out in the past. And and and, and the reaction always is, you're making it up. It's all bullshit. No one's afraid to. No one's self censoring in comedy. No one's not saying what well, like. But you, I, I hear what out of you is that you think people are doing this, and you think they're doing it because they're worried about what other comedians yes. will say. You think that's what it is. I'm positive that's what it is, yeah. man. To be able to to go up on stage and um, and to you know I don't know, dude. Say you thought of something funny, but you thought, oh God, you know what's fucking Jeff Norcott gonna say, or <laughs> what's this guy gonna say? Because you know you're you're living again. If I can go back, you're living in a rule in a in a world where there's now rules of comedy, which comedy was there to break all those rules. Do you know what I mean? And and we've just gotten so far to to what you can say and what you can't say and and then once you once you break out of that and realize you know um you're there to do a job and the people that will like you will stay and the people that don't like you that will stay and you know what my peers 
you know, if you like, they're in the same boat as me on that one. I'm going, if you like it, hang out with me. If you don't, don't hang out with me. But I will, I'm not going to uh, sit there and, and, and be in this box that you guys are trying to keep me in now. And, and my first thing was, I want to tell every dick joke. I want to tell every half <laughs> fucking premise. I want to do everything that will scare the fuck out of you, but that audience will fucking die laughing because you got to understand that, you know, we've been, how can I say this? We've been dining out on caviar every fucking day lately. I want a McDonald's burger. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm getting yeah. tired of the snails, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the good. snails is a good metaphor. Tom, well, because when you came to this country, the comedy culture was completely different in the, uh, like you said, uh, in sort of 2000, 2001. Yeah. It was completely different. What was it like then? And what? How, when did you notice the change? When did you notice this kind of more, let's call it orthodox way of thinking or censorious way of thinking? Okay. I think that that all came when the, okay, that all came when the social media bubble showed yes. up. Once you started all of a sudden seeing all these clips of all these other comedians out there, and I know I know a lot of comedians sit there and go, I don't watch other comedians. I, I don't <laughs> watch other people's fucking specials because I don't want to step on anybody's thing, but it's impossible not to. Yeah. You know, and and the problem was is back then you you didn't watch a lot of people's specials back then you watched who you were on with and all of that sort of stuff but now now the problem is is that you, you do have all these comedians it's like ugh. it's kind of like the way a high school girl would flip through cosmo magazine mm -hmm. you know now you're you're living in this world where you're trying to compete with impossible standards because how can you not watch every every comedian putting his thing on the thing? How can you not watch that and not compare yourself to it? You know what I mean? And you feel like that fat little girl reading Cosmopolitan going, I can never achieve this stuff, <laughs> yeah. but yet you still try, which makes you, in a way, a bit of a phony because you don't believe in yourself. You know what I mean? So I think that back then you had no choice to believe in yourself. And, and, and that's where the comedy came from. And now you're sitting there, you're trying to compete with the rest of the world, which is just an impossible fucking task, man. And it puts, and it puts a lot of, it puts a lot of pressure on you. And so when you say, what's the difference? The difference is, is that um, it's hard to believe in yourself when you have all this other stuff going on and you're trying to compete. So you're, you're trying to, you know, um, um, just stay in a certain line of a certain topic, you know, or, or whatever, where I don't think you had that back in, in 2001, 2002, definitely didn't have it in the eighties, definitely <laughs> didn't have it in the nineties. You know what I mean? But but come 2010, man, it was like, you know, everybody's just that, you know, fat little girl watching supermodels on TV all the time and just sort of going, I want to be like her instead of wanting to be you. 
Hey Francis, do you want to protect your privacy? Of course I do. Now that I'm an international celebrity who's appeared on hit shows like the Joe Rogan Experience, I have to protect myself from vicious people looking to tear me down. I'm the Michael Jackson of the internet. Not the celebrity I would have gone for, but trust is important when picking a VPN. I don't trust anyone after she left me. She took everything. Francis, remember what your lawyer said. Good point. You can trust ExpressVPN because they don't sell your data to advertisers. They've even created software called Trusted Server that means they can't store any data at all. ExpressVPN uses Lightweight, a VPN protocol that makes user speeds faster than ever. ExpressVPN is now blazingly fast. You can watch HD videos with zero buffering. Thousands of pounds in legal fees. The great thing about ExpressVPN is that you don't need any technical skills to set up, just like Francis. Fire up the app and it's one button to connect. One tap on a button was all it needed for my entire life to disintegrate. Loads of people are saying that ExpressVPN is the best VPN there is. Business Insider, The Verge and many other tech journals rate ExpressVPN as the number one VPN in the world. Go on, Francis. Protect yourself with ExpressVPN. Use our link, expressvpn.com slash trigger today and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash trigger. Visit expressvpn.com slash trigger to learn more. She took everything. When did you feel like things start to change with... You know, what was acceptable to say or the correct way to... to oh, like the yeah. death of the sexual assault jokes and yeah, the rape yeah, jokes yeah. and all of that sort of stuff. Because I remember That's when I started in 2009, it was like, if you didn't have one, if you didn't have a rape joke, it was like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're course. all doing it. Like, what was, and then suddenly... Um, uh, you know, th that's a real tough one for me to answer, mm. Francis. And it's not that I'm a fear of it, because when I think of that, I, I think of book burning when I, when I, when you're talking about the, what, when the, when the, what you can say and what you can't say mm. came in. Okay. Yeah. And is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Just so I make sure, yeah. um, uh, the when all of a sudden that ain't funny anymore. That ain't, mm -hmm. again, that goes where society went. All of a sudden, you're seeing all that stuff on TV for real. It isn't just a joke anymore. It's like it's like proper real stuff going on. But in in its defense, and I really mean this, and this is coming from my mother of all people. Uh, it, it, it's like Footloose. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Hey, you, you can't tell rape jokes around here no more. Hey, boy, watch your tail. You know, there's a town dancing. And not saying that it is cool, but my mom said it the best. Anytime you can't show the absurdity of it, mm -hmm. anytime you can't, because that's all they were. Like everybody thinks, if this word joke is an interesting thing. Do you know what I mean? Because these subjects aren't jokes. Do you know what I mean? A joke to me is two guys walk into a bar. Mm. That is, and you put that beside any of those words, all of a sudden, yeah, it cheapens this out. But if you're sitting there going, I want to show you the absurdity of this, this topic, and that's what most really great comedians can do from George Carlin. But but the problem is, is that the word joke just 
just takes it out. Do you know what I mean? And and so the problem is, is once you hide all these jokes away, you know what I mean? You put them in the dark, they just grow stronger and stronger and stronger. And the only way to, to actually... Um, uh, bring the, you got to shine some light on them and put some clown on that clown shoes and and clown nose on that nightmare of a thing to show that it's the absurdity. So, in in actual fact, by not talking about it and and being showing the absurdity behind it, you know, you 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 actually probably influence more people to do it. Do you know what I mean? Because there's you don't talk about it for the ridiculousness that it is, man. Go for it. I was just, I was gonna say like I, I started probably a little bit later in like 2014 I think okay. I started doing stand up then and by that point you wouldn't have heard anyone doing a rape joke on the circuit no. and, and I don't feel like my life is poorer for it no. I, I I'm not sitting there going oh my god you know we lost the great material about rape like I agree. that wasn't a thing that I felt not defending it by no, the way. No, no, no none no. of us are no, no. I I'm, I'm just I'm trying to also protect you a little bit because there there'll be people watching this of course this going, there will yeah this is where Jeff said I've lost it that's my opinion yeah this is what he was saying I I you know what no fine if you don't want to hear it but yeah I yeah and so I I want to protect you a little bit because I, I think what you're talking about is it's important not to have rules in comedy so people can be free to be creative, but that often gets misinterpreted deliberately by yeah. people who want to d disagree with us as we don't want to have rules in comedy because you want to do an hour set about rape. No. That, that, I, that's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. I know, too, but, know. That, but that is the way that people mischaracterize these things sometimes. So... Uh, but the freedom that you're talking about, um, you know, before the social media comes in, it's fascinating because it's. Re I think it's really interesting that comedians are self-censoring. They are to protect themselves from the opinions of other comedians, given the fact that that's not our, that's not who we're playing to. No, you're, as a, as a comedian or as a YouTube show host or podcast or whatever, we're playing to the people watching this, right? That's our job. Yeah. It's not our job to be liked by other comedians. And yet that seems to be, according to you at least, the direction that it's gone in. Of course, it, I, I, I believe that. Again, I want to say, any one of my opinions can change. <laughs> I'm old enough to know to yeah. not stick. But for now, for where I'm yeah. at, yeah. that's how I feel until somebody comes along and explains it a different way to me and can go, oh, I, I, that makes I totally yeah. can yeah. see that. I'm not inflexible on any of these things. But yes, I, I do agree because uh, you're li and most of the comedians live in a, uh, this, this world called cancel culture, which mm -hmm. is such a new... It's a new thing too. Do you know what I mean? Like just one joke. I mean, uh, that can change all of a sudden. This whole body of work you do, one joke can all of a sudden wipe all that stuff out. A, a bar, of course, illegal activity of yeah. any yeah. kind. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah. that is that's a whole different thing. But I'm what I'm talking about is oh, so you made an attempt at um, doing something a little bit more risque, a little bit more dangerous. And that's why you're, you're seeing comedians now asking people not to bring their cameras in on a, on a working night yeah. where you're trying to work out stuff. And I mean, that's, that's where we're at now. That Again, that just shows the fear of everything. And, and it's like, 
um, it's like people just do, how can I say it? A paycheck comedy, I guess. Mm. Paycheck comedy would be the best way to do it where you're, 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 you're really writing things that uh, are there not to offend anyone. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that's where me and Patrice O'Neill would agree that that just isn't comedy. That's selling products. Do you know what I mean? Like you, 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 if you pleased everybody in that audience, you know what I mean? Then I've also got this for <laughs> yeah. sale sponsored yeah. by, yeah. you know, uh, whereas the best comedy that you ever had, you know, there's people walking out going, I can't believe he said that, you know, but again, we're back to um, being subjective and all that. Do you think society has changed as well, though, Tom? Because, because I guess uh, I think part of the reason is, twenty years ago, people would walk out of a comedy club and they'd be like, "I can't believe he said that." Yeah, let's go for a pint. Whereas now, it's like, "I can't believe he said that." Let's go on social media. <laughs> you know, what do you want me to say after that? Because that's exactly what happens, man. Yeah. That is that is exactly you. Your stupid ass opinion now can be translated to the world to be part of the content pollution that is out there. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah. it's just it's amazing. Back in the day, like I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I don't know how I can add to what you're about to say because you're right. You would walk out, and the most people you could <clears throat> talk to was seven or eight guys, and and four of them would go, "Shut up and quit being such a fucking weenie, man." It's yeah. just a fucking comedy show. You know what I mean? Like, fucking, if you don't like them, don't go and fucking see them. How about that, man? But you're right. Now, fucking, you don't like a comedy show. Oh, my God. Here comes a Facebook post. Here comes a block. I got to block you now. I got to do all of that sort of Trip stuff. Advisor. Trip Advisor. Four-star, three-and-a-half-star comedian. <laughs> yeah, man. So I, I, I don't know how I can... Yeah. I, I'm only going to agree with you on that one. Good, that's what I like. Yeah. Just, just do that. That's it, fine. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to argue that point because it's very valid, and and like I did this. It, it, how do you change with this world? Being the dinosaur that I am, do you know what I mean? It's like, I, <laughs> what fucking Trudy said it the best. It's like every time you go on stage, it's like watching a '90s comedian do a guest spot <laughs> like when she saw when she saw rick astley on the foo fighter she goes that's you tom <laughs> and i'm like well welcome to jurassic park <laughs> you know yeah so that's yeah yeah the, it's just the whole scene has just changed so the real question is 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 okay is the the pendulum always swings too far one way do you know what I mean? Yes. And and if if you're a Buddhist or any of those things, you know nothing stays the same. So for what I what I like what I would like to think is that even though we are in this world, we even though we're in this world of um, you know, and, and before I even say this, I also gotta give credit to the comedians that aren't playing that part. Do you know what I yes. mean? Because yeah. There's a lot of young comedians out there. I don't want to brush them all in the same because there are some really great young comedians that are also in my boat 
going, fuck this shit. I'm not dealing with that. You know mm. what I mean? I'm not doing that. So I don't want to do it all together. But it is safer going the other route, yes. you yeah. know. And But um, there's going to be a backlash to whatever's going on right now. Do you know what I mean? You, 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 can't, you can't not think that, it, what, it's just going to keep on going yeah. that way. You know what I mean? Because people will eventually get bored of it. And you know who the people will be the next generation? Because I also feel... I also feel that every generation, my ge this is the backlash to my generation. Do you know what I mean? This is. I the, don't actually explain. Well, for all the times, you know, like um, when you, w for all the things we were talking about, the, the kids have to talk about something different. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To make a name for themselves. This is a man who's the father of <laughs> two kids in their 20s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Fortunately, I didn't get that backlash. <laughs> but <clears throat> I, I think the comedians like the, um, oh, who would I say? The Bo Burnhams maybe or whatever. Um, they're, they're the backlash to art. Our thing, because you have to. How how are you gonna be the same as your dad? Do you know what I mean? You have to do the exact opposite of your dad just to get noticed. So I think that also plays a big part in what's going on nowadays. Because you know, whereas we grew up on Richard Pryor and all of those guys and whatever Billy Conley for this country. Yeah, for us it was Carlin and Hicks and people like that. Yeah, as well. of course. Okay, okay. But for the average viewer, they every time I say Carlin, they don't know mm, who the true. fuck he yeah, is out true. in the UK. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Which also shows you that he didn't even the greatest comedian didn't really even go global, man. Whereas, uh, you know, Ali Wong, everybody knows. You know, nothing against Ali Wong. I'm just we're just talking about the the uh oh god i hate when i lose words but the advertisement something in that right yeah <laughs> um she, she her pr yeah went fucking crazy whereas george carlin you know stayed in america but it was great um uh the backlash to them was was like, well, they were the backlash to the Bob Newharts and all that mm. sort of stuff. And then for the longest time it was there. And then and then we got to Evening at the Improv. I don't know if you ever remember that show. And then all of a sudden it started to become a little more TV clean, which is where we showed up. You know what I mean? We still wanted to be like them, but, you know. Um, and then all of a sudden we probably took it maybe a little too far to go back to the, mm, uh, the, the yeah the no the 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 topics and oh, all right, that right, sort right, of stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. we maybe we maybe did take it a little too far because you can only bring that so far too and I think and then then these guys go well you know I'm just going to be the cleanest comic that ever was and be able to do all this sort of stuff but it, what I'm trying to say is eventually that. The, the next generation of comedians will be bored of that and will probably go back to where we are. Tom, it's, maybe. it's <laughs> such a good point and maybe that will happen. I mean, you were involved in not a, uh, not a cancellation, but you used to write jokes for Frankie Boyle, show Tramadol all night, yeah. <laughs> and that had its own share of scandals. I remember one that went all over the newspaper, banned this filth, et cetera. <laughs> So what was it like to be in the center of that? Um, 
the, you're talking the Tramadol Nights, yeah. Francis. Yeah. That was that was probably the be- I would attribute that mm-hmm. to the beginning of it when it was him and Katie Price had the art. I know what you're talking about. The so argument. If you ex- explain it to the, to uh, the viewers. Frankie Boyle, believe it or not, if you don't know who he is, very he loves. He's one of the last loves. Uh, just saying things for, you know, he's a very intelligent man, very intelligent man, very great joke writer, but he's he's definitely not afraid of backlash in any. I remember him actually telling me conflict is better than agreement. You know what I mean? Especially in conflict, because if you're doing comedy and, you know, you just walk out and go, oh, that was a nice show, you're going to forget about the dude. But if you, again, you go out and go, all of a sudden, conflict, you're going to remember the person's name, right? So he did a joke, obviously, about Harvey. I have a theory that Jordan married a cage fighter because she needed someone strong enough to stop Harvey from fucking her. Ridiculous. It was obviously ridiculous, but... You also have a fame-hungry monster on the other side named Katie Price who saw an opportunity to go, oh, my God, this will put me in the papers because I don't I don't know her personally or anything like that, but I, I people's actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. And if you want to debate me on Katie Price's actions over her <laughs> lifetime, I think she's a bit of a fame-hungry monster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a bit of an attention seeker. A bit of an attention seeker. And, and, and normally a joke like that would have just flown by for Frankie, but he caught the attention of this. And all of a sudden that became one of the biggest stories of that time. And it, I think it ignited the... Wow, actually, I've never thought about that until just... Now, so here's my first opinion on it before it gets changed throughout the years, <laughs> is I think that would have been one of the first times that people saw that you could get outraged at a joke and stop something. Because after that, they canceled this wonderful dark show that was just getting its foot. I'm not saying it was the greatest. Do you know what I mean? Yep. I'm not saying that Tramadol Nights was the greatest show ever but it did it had the potential to be like like the next uh young ones or whatever the, the because the sketches were just outrageous you had jim muir um can't even remember the other dude which is bad but jim muir and this very talented i think it was berniston berniston guy he was in with him and then frankie and me and 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 it had the potential to be this wonderful offensive, uh, taboo kind of, you know, all right, let's close the curtains and watch. (laughs) Smoke a big joint, you know. Um, But she was really, I can't think of anyone before that who attacked a joke. So I think that might have, if I could throw in my how many marbles are in the jar theory, I think that might have been one of the first, uh, outrage um, uh, to show people that oh, if I get really offended at a joke, I can actually do something about it. You know, so that's did, did the show get canceled? It got canceled because yeah. of that, man. They, they, she sued. She's 
I, I don't know all the details because when you got a show like that, the one thing about it is that Frankie's the hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not the hit. They're not coming after me and they're not going after Jim and they're not going after the Bernstein guy. Um, they're going after Frankie. Do you know what I mean? And I think she's, she, she was going to sue them. And, and, you know, when you got executives going, ah, I don't need this kind of hassle, fucking bend. You know, but in a way, it also helped because Tramit All Nights became like a, a little one-season cult uh, a show that, that's, that's just out there with some really shitty sketches. <laughs> like, really shitty Actually, a sketches. former guest of the show the other day, uh, for an unrelated reason, sent me a clip from that, <laughs> which is the professor who... Wanked off. He wanks. <laughs> he wanks himself back in time. <laughs> so it was of its time. Jesus off on the cross. Yeah. He takes his students back in time, uh, and only half of them come back. Because anyway, it's so funny. Yeah. But again. Yeah, sorry. Of of its time too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, is it really though? Like, yeah. I mean, some of the sketches, I think some of them will. I mean, come on, man! A, a, just a kid jerking Jesus off on the cross uh, to get back to like fucking his glory <laughs> to get back to time was. I mean, it's so outrageous and ridiculous that anyone who took it seriously, you know what I mean. I, I don't know what to say to you, you know, yeah. but yeah. but yeah, definitely. I, oh my God, I haven't thought about that in years. Constantine, <laughs> 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 I remember that. Sorry, yeah. No, um, no. yeah. So I think the, to the point of, yeah, I think that might have sparked off the outrage, the offensive uh, culture that that came after that for this country. I don't know what was going yeah. on in Canada. Or I don't think the Frankie Boyle, Katie Price fight hit Canada, but it definitely hit here because then you'd have all the stars like the the whatever, what's her name, Cheryl, who's it? Who's Cheryl it? Cole. Cheryl Cole and all that getting involved and going, yeah, you shouldn't bring people's kids into this yeah. and you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. And then all of a sudden the debate was created uh, and the show got canceled, but... Uh, Katie got more famous and Frankie got more famous. So in a way, they mutually helped each other, but in a way, they might have started the the outrage, the the, the offense. Uh, you can do something about it uh, at the times that we're living in. And do you, wow. Do you... <laughs> I'm not sure I believe that, but it sounds really good. Hey, Francis, if you were a member of the public, would you like the opportunity to ask incredible guests like Bill Burr, Jordan Peterson, Sam Harris, Adam Carolla, Brett Weinstein, John Barnes, Douglas Murray, Nigel Farage and Lionel Shriver your own questions? You bet I would. And what do you think the best way to do that would be? Uh, probably stalking, mate. You'd have to corner them in the supermarket, probably run near like the sort of frozen food aisles and then just bark questions at them before they, they can escape. Uh, not the American ones, as they have guns. And you'd have to be extra careful with the females, as that's how I got in trouble last time. Do you really imagine you're going to get Douglas Murray near the frozen food aisle? If you want to ask our incredible guest questions and have access to phenomenal behind-the-scenes content, then you have to be on our locals. That's right, for only $7 a month, you get incredible extra content. Behind the scenes footage, 
giveaways, and also the chance to be part of an incredible community where you can meet and hang out with like-minded people. You get access to our American vlogs as we travel across the country interviewing our heroes. An extra 20 minutes of our viral Sam Harris episode as he discusses his approach to COVID. We're also going to start doing giveaways of exclusive trigonometry merchandise like this, a poster from our Edinburgh show signed by both of us. And also a House of Lords teddy, which you can only get in the House of Lords, signed by the one and only Baroness Fox. Locals also gives you access to an incredible online community. You can share memes, talk about the latest episode, or even make a new friend. Well, just one. Exactly, more than both of us have, really. People are now doing meetups in their city because they love locals. In fact, some people enjoy it so much, they prefer it over the show. They prefer locals to trigonometry. If I have to get them executed, I'm the one that goes to jail. Right, go to trigonometry.locals.com. Only $7 a month for all that incredible content trigonometry.locals.com see you there guys tom do you, and do you find yourself did you find yourself after that self censoring more and more with your material mm, not really because again i wasn't in the thing and and i'm not i'm not an offensive comedian francis like do you know what i mean i you can write are a little i bit. can write offensive jokes which are brilliant you're you know genuinely I mean? one of my favorite comics i mean you know? i've seen you go on stage tom yeah. and talk about say are there any men here in their 50s yeah are there any men here in their 50s with an 18 year old daughter <laughs> and they went yeah and he went do you ever sometimes look at their friends <laughs> and, <laughs> and look I was the MC at that gig. I was in the back dying with laughter. Right. Everyone was dying with laughter. There were there were a few women who maybe didn't, didn't appreciate it. Of course there were, man. But my daughter liked that joke. Yeah. So let's just <laughs> say a- that right now. My daughter was the one that said I remember having to I remember having I did I wanted to use a funny name. I wanted to use a funny name and I kept trying to think of all our friends and Natalka was the funniest because <laughs> it just had that to it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, it's funny you say that because I'm also the person that wrote Meat Van, which is yeah. the least offensive. But I mean, I don't want to be a Dave Chappelle and I don't want to be a Bill Burrs or these guys and they're all great. You know what I mean? But I want to be like well-rounded do you know i want to be able to step on both sides of the fence i want to be able to say you know what i got a kid's show coming up you know i want to go in and i want to i don't want to tell them about finding your daughter's friend. <laughs> you're not allowed to find your daughter's friend sexy uh, but, you know, I, I, it's just it's just one of those things that you, I don't want to uh, pigeonhole who I am. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to be known as an offensive comedian because that's just that's just wrong. Do you know what I mean? I want to be known as a guy who could tell an offensive joke. Ooh, Tom's told something a little risque, but he's also, you know, he's also talked about Argos for crying out loud, man, you know, so, but I don't mind, where where we're talking about, Francis, is I don't mind 
going there. Yeah. If that's what you're saying. I don't yeah. mind going there, but I definitely don't want it to be labeled, oh, here comes Tom, the offensive <laughs> comedian. I don't want that either. You know what I mean? I want him to go, oh, man, fucking that guy had a, like, there was something for everybody in there, man. But to me, that marks out the best comedians. So if you think about Bill Hicks, everyone always remembers his political bits. But he also remembered the bit about the Gideon Bible. Like, who are the Gideons? <laughs> you never seen one, never met one, yet they're all over the fucking world. Like, it was, it's a great bit of observation material. Of course. You know, and to me, those are the best comedians. I think that now this kind of need to categorize everybody kind of demeans the art form, reduces it. You know, what, it, what, what is offensive to one is not offensive to another. You got it. That there's the, there's the, you, the word subjective, man, yeah. is so prominent in art. There is no, the, the, come on, man, of course. Uh, you talk about Bill Hicks. I can remember the first time I saw him. Wasn't even on. It was on Rodney Dangerfield's special. I was in a town so small in a hotel. I dialed nine, and I got the Elmer Dinkley residence. <laughs> Do you remember that yeah. one? Do you know that one? You see, so you're right. He does, and then all of a sudden he launches into advertisement. You yeah. know, so mm. he does. He does have that range to him that he could do but the more he does one thing the more people want that thing and it's hard for him to stay true to you know you can't just launch out on a, an attack on advertising i see what you're saying bill no you don't get what i'm saying oh that's the angle there bill i don't say what you're saying and and then him going so i was in a hotel so small <laughs> like right after that it's got a you know, so maybe you you grow into who you are. You know, you give the people what they want, and I'm not sure if that's the way I would like to go. You know what I mean? I don't want to just, like you say, go. Hey, there's, oh, people really like that. I should do more of that. I, I, no, I gotta stay true to, yeah, um, yeah stay true to all 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 aspects. It's 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 good to be able to write all different kinds of jokes. Everybody must agree on that, man. You know what I mean, and and I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure even these, the one thing I do know about comedians, even these young ones, they do have dark jokes. Yeah, but they just won't tell them <laughs> on stage. They'll tell them at the table in the comedy club, going, hey, "Man, I just, I got this sexual That's kind of one of the funny things to to me and Francis because we get criticized by comedians a lot for the things that we say, and yet. We're only saying the exact same things they're saying in the car on the way home. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Of course you do, man. Of <laughs> yeah. course I do. That's all that we're saying and nothing more. But listen, coming back to Edinburgh and coming back to you, we're talking about, you know, you want to... I, I Actually, I suspect that what you're really talking about is you want to be authentic to who Tom State is. Yes. You want to be you yeah. rather than trying to be somebody else. To let the audience guide you in what kind of material you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. What I find weird, though, is... Uh, obviously, while you were in Edinburgh, Jerry Sadowitz, his show gets pulled. And I'm going like, if you've seen Jerry Sadowitz mm -hmm. ever, yeah. if you've read the title of a show, if you've read the promo, like you cannot possibly be under any illusions that this is a guy who's deliberately offensive. And that's the act, right? right. It's the act. And yet even that like he does everything he can to make sure people understand I'm an offensive comedian. His show is called Not For Anyone. I, I don't, you can get clear on that. 
And yet somehow people still will come to his show, they'll get upset, they'll complain to the venue. Maybe it was the staff at the venue, I suspect, that, that complained. Oh, I got, yeah, I can tell. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, oh. Yeah. Dude, uh, before we go into that, yeah, the staff, I when I was on my last tour, uh, I played a place called the Glee Club, and I used uh, I used the word appropriately. <laughs> I used the word gay and retard, <laughs> just because it's from, but in context, yes, of yeah. course. Do you know what I mean? I've never not going out on the street and if, you know whatever this, um, and yeah, I had staff the staff complained. So now, and the next day they said, Tom, can we not use? those uh two words uh on tonight's show because whatever we're um lgbtq friendly here and i'm like are you kidding me you think i'm not i'm my daughter's a dancer you know what i mean <laughs> are you fucking out of your fucking mind i've been to parties with two kids that were breaking up talking to these two boys going you're meant for each other man what are you doing you know what i mean like like just because your 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 topics or whatever doesn't. What do you think? What do you think I'm gay bashing? <laughs> You're out of your fucking mind, man. But with Jerry, Jerry was an interesting one over the festival because, it, yes, he is offensive. There's no doubt about it. There's not what what you said. Not for anyone. Perfect title. Everything said. But uh, what what I what was I heard was it got into the racial hatred area, you know what I mean? And 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 I'm glad Jerry's out there because personally, I again I don't think uh, he would match that. Uh, that I'm, I don't think Jerry's a racist in any way from the man that I know and all of that sort of stuff. But because he's so offensive, he I think you want to go there. Do you know what I mean? You want to at least talk about it in your own way, create the absurdity that it is. But I wasn't at the show, so I only get drips and drabs of what happened. But in a way, <clears throat> again, with, with a guy like Jerry, to be banned... To be banned is kind of what he wants. Do you know what I mean? Uh, to be banned, from what I heard, from them banning him, and he only had two shows, anyways. Like, let's not let's not think that. Oh my God, Jerry's been banned for the whole run. How will he ever? He only had two shows. <laughs> the first one, and after he got banned, his actual tour sold out, man. Because because you're right. If you're going to Jerry Sadowitz and thinking that over all the years, this man has cultivated uh, of trying to offend you from day fucking, we got punched out in Montreal, I believe, for saying moose fucker. And, oh, the Canadians were outraged. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not the half of it, man. And for him to get banned at the Pleasance and listen to we don't condone this kind of art form from whoever the... I can't remember what the owner see, said. Tom, we we don't support that kind of Tom, thing. Can I interrupt you there? Because yeah. it's an important moment, okay. right? They didn't actually say we don't support this kind of material. Do you know what they said? 
tell me. We don't feel, we don't support the opinions Jerry Sadowitz expressed on stage. Yeah, oh, that's the opinions. Right. So your comedy act is now your opinions. Yes. Yes. Yeah. How the fuck does that work? Well, it it obviously works because they <laughs> said it. <laughs> I don't know how because it yeah. seems a little bit ridiculous. But anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. So your point you're making is it's to his benefit, which thank fuck by the way that yeah. it is. Yeah. It should be to his benefit. Yeah. People- you try to cancel Jerry. He's one of those guys. If you try to cancel him, you'll only make him bigger. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. if if you really wanted to hurt him. You should have ignored it. Yeah. You should have just fucking ignored it and said, only one more show, let him get him out of here, and then he's gone. Mm. Yeah. But what you did was, yeah, you 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 made him you made him more popular than <laughs> ever. Now all the racists are gonna come and see him. <laughs> and he's gonna be like, you know, I got the gay pink dollar, I got the racist dollar, I got all these dollars coming in, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, 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 to me that was. A lot of people said that was the death of the festival because because if it can happen to him, imagine what they can do to comedians that wouldn't survive it. Yes. Do you know what I yeah. mean? That's yes. the real scary point on that. Do you agree with that? Yeah, of course I do, man. Because now, now you can, there's this under, again, another underlying fear you have to worry about out there is the oh my god if i say one wrong thing if the if i offend the the bartender or whatever and i get uh whatever coming back i could lose my run now and 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 i'm and 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 if i'm not as as big as jerry is and that you're actually you could have your there was what was that there was a kid, a lad kid, a little while back that they got really mad at that it actually did happen to. And I don't know if you remember, he was he, he was doing lad. Yes, uh, the dapper laughs. Dapper laughs, man. Yeah. <clears throat> He's the opposite end of that. Yeah. He got banned and then his career just went down the fucking tubes, man, from the festival. So... So Dapper laughs. That's yeah. right, man. So he's the opposite. He's something that could happen because they were they were what you said. They were putting his opinions. This is a character he's doing, but people uh, decided that those were his opinions, and boom, gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he didn't have the same strength as Jerry to to rise up to it. You know, because Jerry had the the people to go like you're saying that are. You know, of course Jerry's offensive. He's he's the yeah. most offensive commit. What do you think? You're not going to see an offensive comedian, and then you go impression and, of and him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Dapper was the opposite right. of that man. Yeah. He got he got hammered, and and we've never seen him since, man. We've never seen him since, and he was just doing a character on what, whether you like it or not. His character was pretty spot on of what goes on out there, you know? Yeah. Tom, do you ever worry about comedy, the way it's going and, like, you seeing these things happen? Or uh, do, do you have faith, like you said, that it will swing back? I have faith that it will swing back, Francis. I, I, uh, you know, because here's the other thing. If I, was, if I was 20 years old, this is my starting point. 
Do you know what I mean? And how do you know that these kids, the, these these new comedians, they're just early on in their career? Do you know what I mean? Maybe they'll be looking at it going, I can't believe I did that shit. You know what I mean? Like every other comedian looks back on their material and goes, oh, God, I'm embarrassed that I even did that and changed because every comedian has an arc to them do you know what i mean they some of them don't and they don't go anywhere but the real good ones have a nice mm -hmm. arc to them that <clears throat> will change and and i think uh, yeah i do think that that comedy uh goes through periods do you know what i mm -hmm. mean and this is just where we are and we can talk about it like we're doing right now we can we can complain about it we can show its merits we can show its faults you know and but and for us it's scary because it's not a world we know do you know what i mean it's like it's this whole new everything we know is slowly slipping away and, and now i'm you know, try, I have to find my place in it without changing who I am. Do you know what I mean? And that's a very tough uh, route to go down, you know, but I'm going to have to do it or I fade away. You know what I mean? Like, I, ju I just got on TikTok for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, oh my God, I got 174,000 views on something and my endorphin levels went up through the roof. So in a way, to me, you know, as much as I don't like it, I can. I also find it a really good tool for me too. Mm. You know what I yeah. mean? Because, because there, you still got to remember there's enough of us there's enough of my generation to fight off this generation, right? You know, like, uh, you know, there's there's enough of of 50-year-olds and that that love, that think it's shit, that fucking hate it, fucking hate it. And they want, you know, that's, they want the Dave Chappelle talk about transgender, you know, whereas, you know, and you could see the push. And, and if I could use that as a nice example, you can see the pushback, you know, like, again, but it takes a strong comedian like that to lead the charge in, in something. So you've got the younger ones that are fighting them this way, but you also got his fans that are going, shut the fuck up. And, and but he, again, just that's the change I'm we're we're moving through for me like I can't not deny it isn't happening I can't bury my head in the sand and and I and I can also just see them even though I may not like it I can also see them as tools and how can I use these tools to inject my kind of comedy in there like throw a little you know wood shoe in the clog and and maybe maybe influence one of these younger comedians to be uh you know to i don't want to say be like these <laughs> like so bad but but to show them another way yes. yeah. you know yeah maybe maybe well it, it's a nice positive note on which to wrap up tom it's been a real pleasure, real uh, pleasure. i hope people will come and see you i think they've got a flavor of the stuff that you do okay. and you're a very good comic of course um the last question we always ask is always the same, which is, what do you think is the one thing we're not talking about as a society that we really should be? One thing we're not talking about as a society, I think we're not talking about the death of the lead singer of the tragically hip, Gord Downey, the Canadian icon that didn't make it globally, but was probably one of the best singers and one of the best bands in the world that got 
shoved under the carpet for some reason and only really remained in Canada. And I think we should be talking about them and and letting the rest of the world introducing them to the tragically hip and and let the if we talked about it a little more then then the world would have one great another of the great bands that they're missing fantastic stuff tom okay. thank you so much for coming on I'm really so you're honored. on tiktok where else do people go to find you through <laughs> <laughs> all this rally yeah. uh, I'm on uh, Snapchat, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Stay. Tom Stay on TikTok. I'm on. I'm. I. I'm. I'm reluctantly on whatever the the tool of uh, Facebook, tick, TikTok. I'm known as the Commander on uh, Twitter. Uh, I got an Instagram where somebody else said. Tom stayed so stayed.com. Like just saying these things out loud makes me feel like the hypocrite. I know that I might be. <laughs> but yeah, and we just joined uh TikTok. So I'm pretty sure you'd be able to find me if yeah. you really needed to, man. And you're also on tour. Don't forget to plug the tour. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm on uh def that is one thing. Yeah, thank you, man. I'm so <laughs> bad at that. Mm. I am so bad at promoting my... I'm always... The, oh God, I always sat there and go, you know where to find me. That was the dumbest thing I've ever done in my career. Uh, yeah, if you go to tomstay.com, you can find uh, where I'm playing. I'm, I'm mm. coming to... I think we got about 40, 50 dates all over the UK. I always, Amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you can join the... The loyal Stadenese fans that have uh, been with me since the beginning, and uh, I love them all. I've partied with them, and I love and, them all. And you, uh, if you, everyone should go and watch you because to me, you're one of the finest comedians working at the moment. I love watching your stuff. Oh, thanks, Francis. No, That's it's really a pleasure, kind, man. man. No, well, it's the truth, man. He looked at me as well, wait, waiting for me to. Yes, <laughs> mine, mine as well. Yes, I love you as well. Yeah. No, we're both big fans, Tom. Make sure you go and see him. Yeah. Uh, and uh, thank you for watching and listening. Uh, we will see you very soon with another brilliant episode like this one or Raw Show. All of them go out at 7 p.m. UK time. And we're also going to ask Tom a question from our locals. Uh, but if you, and if you want your trigonometry on the go, uh, it's also available as a podcast. Take care and see you soon, guys. There is no way you're going to compete with Party Tom. There's just there's <laughs> no fuck. I could keep up with Snoop Dogg. Before you go, consider joining our exclusive member feed. As a member, you'll get ad-free and extended interviews. Click the membership link in the podcast description or find the exclusive episodes link on your podcast listening app to join us.